Let There Be Light. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades. By Calchexis. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on League of Legends by Riot Games. Chapter 5 Burden Silence reigned across the gathered chem-barons, and Jinx swallowed thickly as she found herself suddenly the center of attention. Another faint squeeze on her shoulder told her that Lux was still there. She was still there, and still believed in Jinx. Interesting, Renata said after a moment, then added, Explain. Explain. Jinx carted her fingers through her hair as she tried to force some order into her thoughts. She hadn't meant to hijack the meeting, it was just that the moment Savika had mentioned a show of force, the only thing that Jinx had been able to think of was her dad's old plan, and it just fell out of her mouth. Now everyone was looking at her like she'd been the one to think it up. It's okay, Lux muttered softly in Gutlau. You're a baron, you can do this. She recalled most clearly the smell of cigars, and from that came the look on Silco's face as he had calmly explained his intentions to her. It hadn't been an idle explanation either. He had told her because he had needed her to understand, because he needed her to do a job, to serve a purpose. So he had explained in detail, and Jinx remembered. Once the rebellion started, we'd take the Seagate. It's built trench sides, so it's isolated. She pointed to the hovering map, and Renata obligingly waved her hand and zoomed in to the eastern side of the city. See? You can't get to it without either going through Zahn or around the outside to approach it from the beaches. But Zahnites? We can hit it from all sides. Takeda sat up and eyed Jinx carefully before saying, That's suicide. Why would Suko think something like that would work? The Sun Gates are fortresses. Doesn't matter that they're built trench site. How will we even get in? What about one of the former champions, hmm? Aramis asked. Warwick, maybe? I've been inside these Sun Gates, Karina said, waving a hand dismissively. They have automated defenses, an army of security bots, and a lot of enforcers, cadre troops now. Warwick would carve a bloody furrow, but he'd die in there. Doesn't matter how fast he is if he's caught in a corridor and riddled with bullets and hex bolts. Renata nodded thoughtfully and turned her gaze to Jinx. We would need numbers, she said. Numbers and a way to get in. Saito is right. Why did Silco think that would work? The way she asked it suggested that she knew an answer was forthcoming, and Jinx rubbed at the back of her neck as she tried to dig up the memories. It was hard. It was all a jumble. Bits and pieces, nicks and knacks. Everything was here and there and everywhere. She remembered paper and pens and promises. She remembered long nights and scratching and... The maps, Lux said softly to Jinx. Back when we were going to hit the dam, you said your dad asked you to draw him a set of maps, remember? That got everyone's attention. What maps? Karina asked, her eyes widening hungrily. Jinx met Karina's gaze and smiled. Maps of Zahn, she replied. All of Zahn. Zahn is like a thousand different puzzles with their pieces all tossed together and mixed up, but I fixed it. 
I put all the puzzles together, and all the pieces right where they belong. Absurd, Baron Aramis spat. You expect us to believe you've got full and intact maps of the city? Where would you even have gotten them? Were you listening, Baron? Blunk said acidly. She didn't get them from anywhere. She put the puzzles together. Jinx is the one who drew the maps. She's the only one who could. Memories began clicking together in Jinx's mind, old memories of older times. She remembered her father coming to her in that dark place he'd given her for her home. He had boxes and boxes and boxes of old, moldy diagrams and blueprints, sketches, and builder's notes. They were relics of a hundred different hands. He had shown them to her and asked her if she could make sense of them. Can you make me a map? he had asked. It had never been a question. She couldn't say no. The look on his face, the look that said that he needed help and that he had come to her for it, told Jinx that there was only one answer. She had said yes because she had never wanted anything more than to make him proud. He needed her. So she had fixed the pieces. Is that true, Baron Jinx? Renata asked. Do you have accurate maps of Zod? Jinx looked up at Renata Glask and nodded. Yeah, she said without flinching. And I think I know how to get into the Sungate. Do tell, Renata husked. Except Jinx couldn't, not yet. She wasn't sure yet. That was something she remembered from her dad's lessons, always be sure. If you're not sure, back up, but don't let them know that's why you're backing up. Play your cards close to the vest, even if all you're holding is a jumble, even if you haven't gotten any cards at all and you're just clutching a few scraps of paper and hoping no one notices. Play every hand like you're about to win the pot. No, Jinx said. And even Luck shot her a look at that flat, monosyllabic reply. No, Baron Margot echoed. Want to explain yourself there, Baron? I say we wring it out of her, Takeda said with a faint smile. If she has a map, why not take it? Not even a legendary loose cannon is immune to pain, and a map might actually give us a chance. Lux turned to face him and coolly said, You'd be beef jerky before you got out of that chair. You can't cook all of us, Lady Light, Smeech said, his voice pitched high with amusement. And my hexbarrier would give me enough time to snap your neck first. Jinx bared her teeth, and in a flash that knocked her chair to the floor, she was over the table across the room, had seized the left arm of Baron Smeech's exo-frame before he had a chance to engage his barrier, and with a ratcheting of mechanical gears, ripped it free and flung it across the room. The other barons threw themselves away from the pair as the sudden shock blew out several pieces of sensitive hextech in Smeech's frame, and he screeched as she shoved her arm into the cockpit and wrapped her fingers around his thin neck. Only Renata, and by extension Seraphine, remained unfazed by the boiling tensions in the room. Threaten my wife again, Jinx said in plain tongue as she stared him down with wide, furious eyes. And I'll tear off your head and throw it into the pilt. He rasped something that sounded vaguely affirmative through his throttled neck, and Jinx slowly relaxed her grip. She stepped back from Smeech, never taking her eyes off of him, 
and he cowered back in his now barely functional frame while massaging his throat and staring up at her with naked terror. Then she smiled, and his eyes got wider. Pulling a foot on the conference table, Jinx got up and walked over the glowing blue hololight of Piltover and Zaun. She stalked around it, catching the eye of every baron as she did, and every one of them had their eyes on her. Time to play a hand. The maps are mine, got it? Jinx snarled, tapping her chest, then threw her arms wide and shouted, You want them? Then we deal. No deal, no map. Aramis bristled, then said, Zon is under threat of starving. Before anyone could so much as blink, Baron Aramis's words cut off with a miserable squeak as Jinx all but appeared over him. She loomed over the obese Baron of Taste and stared him down. He was like an overfed shark idly drifting through the waters with his craw open to catch shoals of little fish too stupid to realize that the black expanse they were swimming into had teeth. Jinx wasn't stupid, though. She saw the teeth. She saw that they were blunt and old and hadn't been used in years. Jinx saw the big fat shark for what he was, a dying specimen of a dying breed. Starvation? Jinx asked. Yes, you see. Starve? Her voice was a whisper that carried through the hall as she turned her back on him and returned to the middle of the table. I'm not a charity. I'm not a hero. And I'm sure as fuck not here to save anyone. So if you want my map to win this stupid war, then we're doing it my way. She stopped in front of the spinning hololite and splayed her fingers around it like she was gripping it. If anyone has a problem with that, they can take it up with either my wife or me. But if you want my advice, hit me. She flashed the Baron's a grin. Because she's the only one crazier than I am. Baroness Karina cleared her throat delicately, then said, You want to deal? Fine, that's fair. What do you want for your map, Baron Jinx? Scrap, Jinx said immediately, looking up at the Baroness. I'm going to need lots and lots and lots of scrap. Salvage, nuts, bolts, plates, fastenings, spare fucking washers. Whatever you got, I want it. Why? Renata asked. Because Piltover needs to be taught a lesson, because they're stupid. And they learn too slow on their own, Jinx said, scowling as she tightened her grip around the rotating image of Zahn. You see, there's a secret to teaching. The secret is that some folks learn slow and some folks learn fast. But everyone learns fast. She clenched her metal fist around the section of the hololite displaying the manifolds. If you hit them hard enough. So if they want to take a swing at us like this, then I'm going to swing back even harder. She turned around to look over the barons, her heart beating as a surge of electric triumph pulsed through her veins. Her mind had clicked all the little pieces together, and the plan was starting to tick, tick, tick away in her brain. How are you planning to do that? Baron Margot asked softly. 
Jinx hopped over the projector, landing in front of Margot, who jerked back in a panic and crouched in front of her, saying, Piltover's got this neat thing called a central sewer system, you know? Takes all the waste and pumps all the water, but the weakness of that is you gotta centralize it. And where's the sewer system? Jaws dropped throughout the room, and Baron Petrox stood up, slammed a metal fist against the table, and said, You're insane! We rely on that water just as much as they do! Standing calmly, Jinx turned to face Petrock, straightened her jacket, and said, That's why I need the scrap, Grimy. I'm gonna rebuild the central water manifold so it only flows into Zahn, but first... Her smile widened. First, I gotta blow it up. Blow up the central manifold? Karina echoed hollowly. Yep. Damage and pain is always the cost. Jinx looked over her shoulder at the chem baroness, and her rictus grin stretched so wide that it hurt as she said, It's the base violence necessary for change. Oh, I take me, it's like he's back from the dead. Margot whispered so softly that Jinx was sure that she hadn't meant for anyone else to hear it. Jinx stalked across the table and stopped in front of Savika, who was looking at her with something that was almost like respect. It wasn't, but it was very close. You've changed, Jinx, Savika said. Oh, yeah. She whirled on Savika with a brighter smile. I got married. Savika shook her head, then turned to Renata and said, If Jinx has a map like that, then you might actually have a chance of taking the Sungate. I'll pass the message along to the Grand General, and we'll see how it goes. Thank you, Renata said graciously before turning to Jinx and saying, As for your proposal, Baron Jinx, I'm sure we can come to an arrangement. Glask Industries has no shortage of raw materials, and Baron Grimes' foundries can process it with ease, while Baron Smeech's machining halls can fabricate whatever you need. Provide a list, and we can decide on a timeline. Who says I'm going to help that psychopath? Smeech rasped. Renata turned her glower to the aged Yordel, who shrank back. I say you're going to help her. Is that perfectly clear, Baron Smeech? Or would you like me to take some time to explain my reasoning privately? No, I... I understand. Excellent. Renata turned back to Jinx and said, If you wouldn't mind taking your seat again, dear Baron, we do have more to discuss, and you're getting boot-tread all over my conference table. Jinx shrugged, but obliged. That had probably gone as good as it could have. They were all scared of her, everyone was. Lux was right, all she had to do was keep being herself, and the rest of the barons would trip over themselves to make sure that anyone else but them was in her iron sights. She didn't even have to be holding a gun. The barons would all just assume the worst. That wouldn't last forever, though. You were beautiful out there, love, Lux whispered as Jinx dragged her chair back up and sat down. I have no idea what I'm doing. Jinx whispered back. Lux chuckled softly. It doesn't matter, she murmured. All that matters is that they think, you know. We'll figure out the rest on our own. Now that that's out of the way, our next order of business is perhaps our most crucial in the long term, Renata began, 
recapturing the attention of the shell-shocked barons with surprising ease. We have killers aplenty, more mercenary bands than even I can keep track of, and of course we all have our own private security forces. But what we don't have is what we need most for the coming war. And that is? Aramis grumbled sullenly, likely still smarting from the blow his pride had just taken. An army, Baron Aramis, Renata said flatly. Zorn has no standing army, and Pildover does. So that is why I propose, here and now, that we form an official coalition of the baronies. We will combine our forces, standardize our training, and appoint a temporary overall leader of Zorn. She stood, and Seraphine slipped from her lap and stood with her. It was weird seeing her move like a little pink shadow in Renata's wake. She hadn't spoken once during the meeting, but her eyes had been darting to and fro the whole time like she'd been focusing on something that no one else could see. A leader? Petrox scoffed. Zon does not accept authority easily, or at all, in fact. It did once, and it can again. And it will not be a permanent position, Renata replied. This is a necessary step, though. Piltover has resources that we do not. They have the hex gates and trade lanes. They have the farming villages outside of the city, too. They technically have endless resources, while we do not. So we must be faster than them. Renata spread her arms wide in a motion that encompassed the whole of the council. We cannot be led by a bickering council like the Piltovens are. We must have a central authority to break deadlocks, make decisions, and move us in a single direction. And what of us? Corina sneered. You expect us to give up our authority as Ken Barons to you? Moreover, you really expect that we'd trust you to give it back? No on all counts, Renata replied, her tone colored by a hidden smile. For one, the Canberran Council will retain rulership of their baronies, but it will be up to our leader how our resources are spent and directed as advised by this council. Secondly, I will not be putting myself forward as the authority. I'm not stupid enough to think anyone here actually trusts me after all. She gestured to her right, then said, I nominate Baron Jinx as the first Chemlord of Zar. The only sound in the room for a solid minute was another piece of Baron Smeech's exo-frame giving out and falling to the floor with a loud clank. Jinx stuck out a pinky, rammed it into her ear, worked it around for a few seconds, then pulled it out and said, You want to run that one by me again? I think I had something crazy and stupid stuck in my ear. I second the motion, Convict the Silver Hand said raising his namesake hand. Our leader must be one who inspires fear in our enemies and loyalty from our people. For better or worse, that only describes Jinx at the moment. I agree, Margot said, raising her hand. Jinx bolted to her feet, eyes wide as she stared around the table. But before she could say anything, Lux reached out, took her hand, and whispered, Let this play out. Baron Smeech massaged his bruised throat for a moment, then shrugged and raised his withered hand. As do I, for now. I support Baron Jinx's Kimlord, Karina said, putting her own mechanical hand up. Wait, wait, 
Jinx's nerves were rattling as a nervous laugh bubbled out of her chest. I'm supposed to be the crazy one here. She jabbed her thumb against her chest. I get into arguments with my dead brothers, and even I think this Kemlord crap is insane. Are you refusing the nomination? Renata asked in a way that very pointedly suggested what Jinx's answer should be. That was almost enough for her to give the other one. Every ounce of Jinx's instinct wanted her to spit everything back into Renata Glask's imperious face. She wanted to tell her to screw off, that she wasn't anyone's leader, and she sure as the void was death wasn't anyone's chemlord. That role had belonged to her father, not in so many words, but everyone had acknowledged him as the man who was going to lead Zahn into the future. Jinx was no leader, she was a weapon. At best, she was a twitchy trigger finger waiting for any excuse to let loose. Jinx looked around the table. Over the expectant eyes of Renata Glask, Karina Verazza, and Margot of Vix. Over the suspicious, beady gazes of Aramis, Petrock, and Smeech. Barons Karvik and Saito seemed to be looking at her more with curiosity than anything. Maybe they were just curious to see what would happen. Maybe they were just happy it wasn't them in the big chair, because sitting in it was like announcing to everyone who should be killed first. Lux's hand found hers again and squeezed, and Jinx looked over at her as she let their fingers twine together in a familiar grasp. She ran her thumb across Lux's fingers and knuckles as she met those perfectly blue eyes. Then, very deliberately, Lux gave a minute nod. Well? Renata asked. Jinx turned to the taller, broader woman, looked her in the eyes, and said, I accept. Although her mask covered the lower half of her face, Jinx could see her victorious smile and the way the lines around her eyes crinkled ever so slightly. She'd meant for this to happen. Shit, it would have been nice if she'd said something about it, but maybe that was the point. Fine. I suppose I'll have to accept this for now, too, Baron Petrock said with an expression as if he'd swallowed a lemon someone had pulled from a sewage pipe. But you're not your father, girl, you hear me? He pointed one mechanical finger at her. You're no come-again Silco. Petrock, Renata began. But Jinx held up her hand as she faced down the recalcitrant Chem Baron. You're right. I'm not. And I never will be. Jinx said. Never want to be, either. Dad's dead and gone, washed away in the water the way he wanted, along with all the blood and shimmer. It's all gone, and so is he. She straightened and looked Petrock down. No longer looming over him, but at his own level, and still he seemed so much smaller. I'm Jinx, and it stands for Jinx. I'm bad luck to anyone who crosses, son. And if they want to get in my face, then I'll roar them down. And that includes you, and everything you own, and everything you know, and everything you've ever fucking touched. You understand me? Interesting, Baron Saito said, his mechanized voice burring with amusement. Let us see where this gamble leads us, then. I support your nomination, Baron Jinx. Then we are agreed. Renata said as she gestured magnanimously to Jinx with her gleaming prosthetic. 
By the authority of the gathered Ken Barons of Zahn, I name you Jace, as the first Ken Lord of the Free Baronies of Zahn. May you lead us with cunning, care, and cruelty, and may your enemies never know another peaceful night. Licking her lips, Jinx nodded, stood, straightened, and said, Fine. Now let's build us an army. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voiceover, or character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.